The anonymous landlord is more than just making profit from property. It's a system of automation and a strategy which will shape the way you invest in property forever. It's a quality of life, it's a way of life. It's a business mindset. The anonymous landlord will make loads of money from property and continue to grow wealth and assets without giving up time or energy or life. Because what's the point in making a load of money from property if you've got no time or energy to enjoy it? My name's Tom Sone, and this is The Anonymous Landlord. Annex B, Overview of Engagement. Organisations and people with an interest in the private rented sector are many and diverse. Talking to those affected by our proposed reforms has been an important part of our policy work and has shaped our thinking across a number of areas. Our engagement has taken place at different levels, from testing our understanding of the key challenges facing the sector and priorities for reform through to detailed policy work on the effect of specific adjustments to legislation. The ways in which we have sought feedback on our proposals are summarised below. Ministerial Roundtables, an opportunity for the Parliamentary Under Secretary of State, Minister for Rough Sleeping and Housing, Eddie Hughes MP, to hear directly from key stakeholders on their views of the reform programme and the challenges ahead. Direct discussions with tenants and landlords, to understand the views of tenants and landlords on their experience of the sector and their views on how the system could be improved. Discussions with local councils. To understand the barriers to effective enforcement, local council views on the proposed reforms and the implementation challenges of changing the current regime. Consultations. Some of the policies contained in this white paper have been informed by previous policy consultations and the detailed feedback we received. We have worked with sector partners to develop our thinking further, building on these consultations. Individual stakeholder meetings and working groups. Policy teams have held numerous meetings with stakeholders across the sector, both individually and collectively, to support policy thinking, test views, and mitigate unintended consequences to any changes. This included a digital discovery project conducted by digital consultancy Zaizi as part of the exploration of the potential benefits of a property portal. This digital discovery included interviews with local council representatives, landlords and a survey of private tenants. Roundtable feedback. Roundtable 1. Priorities for the reform programme. At our initial roundtable with sector stakeholders, there was general consensus that our analysis of the challenges facing the sector was right, namely the need to improve quality, increase security, address affordability and support tenants and landlords to comply with their rights and responsibilities. The abolition of Section 21 no-fault evictions was identified as a key priority for the reform agenda, which would increase security for tenants, but would in turn need to be accompanied by strengthened grounds so landlords with legitimate reasons could reclaim their properties. 
Several stakeholders identified a need for better data about the PRS to improve understanding of the market and the effect of any changes in policy. Roundtable 2, Tenancy Reform. The discussion focused on the regime that could replace Section 21, the structure of tenancies, the use of grounds and the impact on various sectors. Several attendees supported moving to a more open-ended tenancy model, but with restrictions on when a landlord could serve notice for an initial period. Attendees commented that Section 21 was used in a variety of scenarios and the grounds needed to be able to deal with this range of circumstances effectively. It was suggested that the evidential threshold for the use of grounds needed to be set at a level that stopped misuse of grounds but did not disadvantage landlords who may need their properties back for a legitimate reason. Roundtable 3 – Lifetime Deposits There was broad agreement among attendees on the principle behind lifetime deposits. That is, to ease the burden for the private rented sector tenants when they transition between tenancies. Many attendees shared the view that there was further thinking to do to deliver a solution that was universal, ensuring it also worked for those renting at the lower end of the market. Any solution needed to be simple to administer and changes needed to be communicated well in advance of guidance being issued. Roundtable 4 – Landlord Redress and Dispute Resolution The discussion covered the extension of the right to redress to all tenants, the use of mediation and the role of the courts in dispute resolution. Attendees said that making redress understandable and accessible to consumers was important, as was effective enforcement to back up any decisions made by a redress scheme. There was general support for the principle of mediation, although some questioned whether this was appropriate in possession cases. Courts should be a last resort, but access to justice was an important principle to maintain in any dispute resolution proceedings. Round Table 5 – Standards and Enforcement The discussion focused on the role of the private rented sector portal or register, the barriers to effective enforcement and standards within the sector. The majority of attendees were supportive of a private rented sector portal or register as it would improve data capture and support local councils to enforce more effectively. Attendees advocated for higher sector standards and noted that having Category 1 hazards as a minimum standard was a low bar. Round Table 6 – Communications, Data and Sequencing of Reforms Attendees were asked for their views on how we can improve our understanding of the sector through better use of data, how we should communicate the reforms to tenants and landlords and the order in which the reforms should be introduced. Several attendees flagged for the need to map available data on the private rented sector to gain a better understanding of what exists and the gaps. The property portal was seen as an important potential source of data. Due to the diversity of tenants and landlords, the department should use multiple strategies and channels to communicate changes. It would be important for landlords to have early notice of the changes to the requirements upon them. There was a general agreement that a phased introduction of the reforms would be better than a big bang approach, although there were differing views on which reform should be introduced first. Landlord focus groups.
We held several focus groups with landlords in January 2022. The purpose of these sessions was to capture landlords' views and experiences of letting. Below is a summary of the key themes discussed. Landlord-tenant relationship. Most landlords reported having good relationships with their tenants, particularly those who engaged directly with them and did not use agents. Most landlords also noted that their tenants tended to rent from them for a prolonged period which allowed them to build and maintain strong and positive relationships. Some landlords noted that they had chosen to use agents when they first became a landlord to help with finding tenants and understanding their responsibilities and legal requirements as a landlord. A few landlords reported experiences of tenants committing antisocial behaviour with previous tenants. The most challenging aspect of maintaining positive relationships with tenants was described as managing expectations around landlord responsibilities, particularly around timescales. This was notable when the issue was not straightforward and involved other parties, such as freeholders, which meant the burden of responsibilities not entirely clear and often shifted. Issues encountered with tenants and or the property. Overall, landlords tended to have a positive relationship with their tenants, although a few mentioned negative experiences. Some landlords drew upon the financial implications of negative experiences with tenants. Power balance. Landlords said, in theory, the relationship between tenants and landlords should be equal, but this is not always the case. Some drew upon the role of agents within the power balance equation and noted that some agents have withheld information from them or have sided with the tenants to assure their income streams. The power balance is equal when both tenants and landlords adhere to their rights and responsibilities. For landlords who only manage one property, it only takes one or two bad tenants to create financial difficulties for the landlord as all the costs are placed on them. This is because the landlord is responsible for the court costs to serve eviction notices. The cost of any repairs to properties that have been destroyed or vandalised falls onto the landlord also. Tenant focus groups. As part of our ongoing engagement, we held several focus group sessions between October 2021 and January 2022 from tenants renting in the private rented sector across the country. The purpose of the focus groups was to capture the tenants' thoughts and experiences in the private rented sector via a qualitative method. Below is a summary of the topics discussed. Tenant-Landlord Relationships The respondents provided examples of both positive and negative renting experiences they have had with either current or previous landlords. Open and frequent communication was noted as a key aspect of maintaining positive relationships. Tenants who had rented from accidental landlords said they had a positive relationship in comparison to landlords who used managing letting agents. These landlords were more receptive and easily accessible in comparison. While discussing tenancy reform, the focus group discussed the nature of their tenancies and their preferences. Many mentioned that they would sign up for a rolling tenancy after their fixed term had ended, while others said that they felt afraid to approach their landlord to ask for another fixed term after it had ended as they felt it would be a prompt for a landlord to increase the rent. 
tenants felt that the nature of the private rented sector tenancies prevents them from feeling totally secure. Issues encountered with landlords, tenants and the property. Participants drew upon a range of negative experiences that they had encountered with the property or directly with the landlord during their renting journey. Most tenants noted that their standards and expectations of the property and the landlord increased the longer they rented. Many tenants raised the lack of clarity around the information on property history and landlords that is available to tenant. They expressed that they were not aware that any information on property history or the track records of landlords and agents was accessible to tenants. Some tenants felt that the How to Rent guide helped tenants become aware of the information they should be seeking before renting a property. A key theme noted throughout the tenant sessions was issues that involved a third party such as a freeholder. Tenants who had experienced this gave examples of communal exterior issues that were out of the landlord's control, shifting the power onto the freeholder. Most tenants who had experienced these issues said they ended up leaving their properties even though they liked it or had a positive relationship with their landlords. Many also expressed that they were reluctant to complain due to their fear of being evicted. Tenants felt they would be more encouraged to complain if they were reassured that they had another property they could move into after having complained, had protection, and landlords were issued fines and had greater accountability. Some, however, expressed concerns around landlords and agents being reluctant to return deposits, thus were conscious that the idea of lifetime deposits would not solve the problem of reducing upfront costs of moving. Power balance. The group noted that the power balance is always in the landlord's favour as ultimately they own the property. Power imbalances shift when landlords do not adhere to their responsibilities. Many tenants drew upon the lack of security in the sector as the main cause of the power imbalance between landlords and tenants. Annex C. Tenant experience. I want to find out about my landlord or a potential landlord. Current situation. Once you enter into a renting agreement, landlords are obliged to provide you with their name and an address in England or Wales, and the rent is not lawfully due until they do so. Post reforms. As well as the existing requirement for a landlord to provide you with their name and an address, you will be able to access the property portal to view basic details about landlords and the properties they let. I want to know if a property I'm looking to rent complies with basic standards. For example, has a gas safety certificate. Current situation, your landlord and letting agent should be able to confirm that they do and evidence this at the start of a tenancy. Post reforms, you will be able to access the property portal to view how a property complies with standards. I want to understand if a property I'm looking to rent meets a decent standard. Current situation, under current requirements, any home you rent must be fit for human habitation, meet minimum energy efficiency standards, currently EPC rating E, have smoke and carbon monoxide detectors, only applies to some homes, have a gas safety certificate, have an electrical installation condition report, 
If a council inspection uncovers a serious hazard, it must be rectified. Post reforms, you will be able to access the property portal to view whether the home meets the decent homes standard. Meeting the standard means a property must be free of the most serious health and safety hazards, be in a decent state of repair, have adequate kitchens, bathrooms and common areas which are located correctly, have clean, appropriate and usable facilities, not too old and have decent noise insulation, be warm and dry. I want to find somewhere to rent, but I'm on a low income and in receipt of benefits. Current situation, you will need to find a property to rent within your budget. We know that some landlords may refuse to rent properties to those on benefits. Post reforms, it will be illegal for landlords to restrict who can view properties based on their benefit status. I want to know my rights and responsibilities. Current situation, you must be given a copy of the how to rent guide at the outset of your tenancy. You may be provided with a written tenancy agreement at the outset of your tenancy. Post reforms, it will be a requirement for you to have a written tenancy agreement setting out the basic information about the tenancy, as well as the how to rent guide. The property portal will display landlord compliance information. New easy read court user guide will help you to understand your rights if your landlord takes possession action against you. I want to put down roots and stay in my property for the long term. Current situation, your landlord may ask you to sign up for a fixed term. When the fixed term expires, they may ask you to sign up for another fixed term, or your tenancy may continue on a rolling basis. Your landlord can give you two months notice, section 21 eviction, to leave the property at the end of a fixed term or at any point during a rolling contract. Post reforms, you will have a periodic tenancy. Periodic tenancies are weekly or monthly tenancies which do not last for a fixed period. If you are not at fault, the landlord will only be able to give you notice to leave the property under certain circumstances. For example, if they intend to sell or move family members into the property. I want to get a pet. Current situation, some landlords advertise properties as no pets allowed. Once in a property, you can ask your landlord if you can have a pet, but there is no requirement for your landlord to consider this request. Post reforms, you will have a right to request a pet in your property, which the landlord must consider and not unreasonably withhold consent. To mitigate any concerns about pets, your landlord may ask you to take out pet insurance. I want to complain about my landlord. Current situation, if you can't resolve any issues directly with your landlord, you may be able to complain to your local council or you may be able to take your landlord to court, depending on the nature of the issue. In some cases, you may also be able to apply for a rent repayment order. Post reforms, if you can't resolve any issues directly with your landlord, you will be able to complain to an ombudsman as an alternative to court. Tenants will be able to complain about a range of issues, including standards, disrepair and behavioural issues. The ombudsman will have the powers to put things right, including requiring landlords to take action to put something right, issue an apology, provide information and provide compensation. 
You will also be able to complain to your local council about standards and disrepair and your local council will have strengthened powers to respond to issues. Alongside this, you can claim compensation through the courts when landlords fail to meet new requirements in the tenancy system. I want to challenge a rent increase during a tenancy. Current situation, rents for new tenancies are negotiated and agreed between landlord and tenant. This is usually via the contract. How the rent is increased will depend on the type of tenancy. Generally, rent can be increased during a tenancy by you agreeing to a new rent with your landlord when you sign a new agreement or if there is a rent review clause in the contract. During a periodic tenancy, a landlord can use a Section 13 notice to increase the rent. You can challenge a Section 13 rent increase at the first tier tribunal. Post reforms, rents for new tenancies will be negotiated and agreed between landlord and tenant. All rent increases during a tenancy will need to be undertaken via the Section 13 process. So you will be able to challenge all increases at the first tier tribunal if you consider them to be unjustified. The tribunal will no longer have the power to increase the rent above the amount your landlord asked for. I want to end the tenancy. Current situation, you can only leave during a fixed term with the landlord's agreement and you must pay rent for the duration unless agreed otherwise. Your tenancy agreement should state how much notice you are required to give outside of the fixed term. Post reforms, you will be allowed to end a tenancy with two months notice whenever you need or want to. Landlord experience, I want to Find out what my obligations are as a landlord. Current situation, you can visit gov.uk to access information and guidance on your responsibilities as a landlord, including the How to Let guide. Post reforms, you will be able to access consolidated information about your rights and responsibilities as a landlord via the property portal, covering both the information you need to provide to tenants and the standards of your property. I want to. Find out more about demonstrating evidence on my compliance with legal obligations. Current situation, you can visit gov.uk to access information and guidance on your legal responsibilities to ensure your property is safe and free from hazards. Post reforms, you will be required to meet the decent home standard to ensure your property meets compliance standards. You will be required to submit evidence of this on the new property portal. I want to resolve issues with my tenant outside of court. Current situation, if you cannot resolve an issue informally but are a voluntary member of a redress scheme, you may be able to access support to help you resolve issues with your tenants. Post reforms, you will be required to belong to a redress scheme operated by a single ombudsman. If a tenant has a complaint that you do not resolve, they will be able to pursue a binding resolution to resolve the issue via the Ombudsman. You may also be able to access mediation services to resolve disputes. If you cannot agree with the tenant directly or via mediation, you will have to take your tenant to court to obtain a binding resolution to resolve your issue. I want to take possession of my property so that I can move back into it or sell it. Current situation, you can use the Section 21 no-fault ground to reclaim your property by giving two months notice. 
You can also seek possession using the moving in ground if you or your partner wants to reside at the property or you have previously lived in the property. Post reforms. You will be able to take back possession using the reformed moving in ground or the new ground for selling. The expanded moving in ground will include when close family members want to live in the property, but the intention to live in the property will be vital, not simply prior residence. Both grounds will require two months notice and the use of the moving and selling grounds will be limited in the first six months of a tenancy. Claim forms for possession will be simplified and streamlined for landlords. The introduction of a new online process for court possession action claims will simplify processes, reduce errors which can cause delays and improve the provision of advice and guidance on your rights, responsibilities and obligation. The time taken for first hearings to be listed by the courts in cases of serious antisocial behaviour and in temporary and supported accommodation will be reduced, subject to judicial agreement. I want to act against my tenant who willfully defaults on rent repeatedly. Current situation, most landlords will use section 21 for this purpose. You can also seek possession via the existing mandatory rent arrears ground, ground 8. But tenants may avoid eviction at a court hearing if the level of arrears is below two months. There is also an existing discretionary ground for any amount of rent arrears. Post reforms. In addition to the existing mandatory and discretionary rent arrears grounds, you will be able to seek possession of your property using a new mandatory ground for repeated arrears, where tenants have been in at least two months arrears three times in the previous three years. I want to take action against my tenant who is engaged in antisocial behaviour. Current situation, you can also seek possession using the mandatory antisocial behaviour ground if the tenant has been convicted of an offence or the discretionary ground for causing nuisance or annoyance or breach of tenancy. Post reforms, in cases of criminal behaviour or serious antisocial behaviour, you will be able to provide a shorter period of notice, two weeks, to use the existing mandatory eviction ground. Enhanced government guidance will ensure landlords have more information about how to deal with antisocial tenants. The discretionary ground will also remain available. I want to let my tenant have a pet, but I'm worried about damage to my property. Current situation, you are encouraged to consider whether your property could accommodate a pet as set out in the model tenancy agreement, and you should only reject a request with good reason. Post reforms, tenants will have a statutory right to request a pet, so you must consider any requests carefully. You should only reject any request with good reason. If you are worried about damage to the property as a result of any pet, you will be allowed to request your tenant take out pet insurance. I want to increase the rent. Current situation. How the rent is increased will depend on the type of tenancy. Generally, rent can be increased during a tenancy by the tenant agreeing to a new rent if you and your tenant sign a new agreement, or if there is a rent review clause in the contract. During a periodic tenancy, you can use a Section 13 notice to increase the rent. Tenants can challenge a Section 13 rent increase at the first tier tribunal.
post-reforms, all rent increases during the tenancy will need to be undertaken via the Section 13 process, so tenants will be able to challenge all increases at the first tier tribunal if they consider them to be unjustified. Finish my reading of this white paper which outlines the proposed reforms to the private rented sector. I wanted to tell all landlords that I'm here to answer any questions that you might have about your own situation as a landlord. Whether you've got a property that's currently tenanted or empty, or you're an investor and you're hoping to buy a property that you intend to rent out, ask me any question you need to ask to make you more comfortable within this situation. You can email me tom at pinkstreet.co.uk and I will answer every question I possibly can as best as I can. Or you can find me on Facebook. You can find my YouTube channel. It's just Tom Sohn. You can find my TikTok channel. You can listen to my podcast, The Anonymous Landlord, and I'll give you all the information, all the updates, all the help, advice, tips, everything I possibly can to get all of us landlords through this reform. Thank you very much for listening. I hope this helped and I hope it was understandable about where the private rented sector is heading for all of us landlords and letting agents and tenants. Thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. But before you go to the next episode, I really want to hear from you. Just search Tom Sone on any social media or just email me tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode. And if you need any help with your own situation, just get in touch. I'll answer every email and every message I promise. Anyway, see you in the next podcast and remember, being a landlord is hard. Being an anonymous landlord is easy. Invest, enjoy, repeat and grow.